Hello and welcome to Audio Gyan. This week on Audio Gyan, we have Kedar Kamlakar Jape. Kedar is a very old friend, a film writer, a director. He was awarded the Best Actor Award by Indian National Theatre in his college days. His maiden short film, Bangdia, was world premiere at Cannes Film Festival in 2010, short film corner series. A thinker, a teacher and an artist who believes that his, his guts and intent to create compelling content. Please welcome Kedar Jape. Hi Kedar, thanks for being on the show. Uh, so today's discussion will be around films and perspectives. I would like to start with asking you, what do you think? Uh, should art depict society or should society evolve by looking at art? Yeah, hi, thanks Kedar for having me on. Should art depict society or uh, should society uh, evolve at looking at art? Now, this is uh, um, typically if you look at it in a very objective way, it's a chicken and egg story. But I am just going to go a little back in history and just say that the founding fathers mm -hmm. uh, initially, uh, when uh, somebody like Bharat Muni wrote Natya Shastra, uh, they had put a framework. And I would love to believe that when they put that framework in place, they had probably thought about the impact mm. of uh, art mm. on a human mind. Mm. And even as a communicator, it is very important to understand mm. that what we say or what we do uh, using a particular medium, it could be any medium, it could be films or you know any other medium, what kind of impact it will have on the audience. Mm. So I think um, rather than... Uh, we saying that, you know, uh, should society follow uh, the art, I would say the art uh, has to lead and guide the society. It, it becomes very imperative uh, for an artist to have that point of view. At least I believe in that. But don't you think if you put a framework to art, then it becomes restrictive? Isn't that a trade-off? I think, I think uh, creativity thrives uh, in limitation. So, so when, when you say that, you know, there is a certain thing that is happening, which I want to depict mm -hmm. at the same time, I know that if I were to depict in, it in a very stark and a naked fashion, mm -hmm. it would have a certain amount, a certain impact on the mind of an audience. Now, if I can do it creatively mm -hmm. uh, within uh, a certain use of the limitation and still create an impact or still create an emotion or evoke an evo emotion mm -hmm. that comes close to that uh, particular thing. I think that is where the challenge of being a, a great uh, artist comes in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, I would like to take a slight detour here uh, and want to ask you how much do you think commerce has impacted art? A lot. Uh, in a sense that uh, uh, fundamentally uh, the minute we start looking at uh, entertainers and entertain uh, people who are getting entertained mm -hmm. uh, if we have that bifurcation then obviously then there is the, com the element of commerce will come in mm -hmm. so uh, if I were to entertain myself mm -hmm. then there is no commerce involved because mm -hmm. I would be happy writing a poem for myself or singing a song for myself Mm -hmm. But the minute uh, I start singing for somebody else or I start creating something for uh, consumption of uh, an audience, mm -hmm. then there's an element of uh, commerce that would creep in. I think uh, it depends on the artists uh, to understand uh, the meaning of art, what they are trying to uh, you know, give uh, 
in lieu of money yeah but if you see indian cinema they have more conclusive endings as opposed to foreign cinema or experimental films uh, do you think there's a commerce angle attached to it or it's just pure experimentation no i i, I you know it would be wrong to say that you know uh, there is uh, there's nothing conclusive in a sense that you know we for example i mean uh, we have a boy and a girl who fall in love and then something happens and then uh, towards the end you know it's a happy ending they get married hmm. so now is that conclusive i mean to it, a certain extent uh, yeah i mean we would we would love to believe that it's conclusive in that sense but we don't know right yeah. then maybe in the next year if there's a sequel probably they'll fall out and you know there okay. there could be a divorce but i'm mm-hmm. just saying that mm-hmm. so so we should not really uh, really uh, really get into that kind of a i mean i wouldn't want to get into whether european cinema or experimental cinema has inconclusive endings or mm-hmm. but then there is a cultural angle to it Mm-hmm. and you know see we as indians uh, we would tend to have a, to take something home mm. okay yeah. uh, a, a feel good factor or whatever uh, or even a even a, a, a little sad thing to uh, you know take along mm-hmm. and and then i would say that that is something which uh, probably we are we are accustomed uh, over a lot of a uh, lot of time i mean mm-hmm. through the ages i mean i would i would say that um uh, when i used to uh, watch uh, ramayan mm. uh, 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 for 9 days during navratri and my grandmother used to take me mm. uh, the 10th day we used to have the effigy of ravan being burnt correct so so in that sense we would say that okay now it's the end of the evil and then you know then after this ram raja agya mm-hmm. so so in that sense there would be some conclusion to that so that you know the 9 days of whatever we saw mm-hmm. of uh, ram as a as a character being you know going through all the ordeal mm. and finally uh, he's being redeemed or whatever and mm. then he so i think this has been an impact over generations uh, on our mind so probably to that extent i feel that uh, we are culturally tuned to have those kind of endings but i wouldn't really want to say that that is a norm i mean there are all kind of new filmmakers who would make all kinds of films mm-hmm. but then how do you know your story is finished i mean how do you decide when to stop um what really happens is uh, two two broad ways to look at a script is if a, if a script is uh, driven by the plot mm. and then there is a script that gets driven by the characters mm-hmm. so there two generally mm-hmm. so 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 that is where uh, normally we tend to go with a script which is generally run by a plot plot driven scripts mm-hmm. and that is where we then like you said we uh, the minute the the plot ends mm. uh, is normally where the film also ends uh, but when it is a character driven script mm. it becomes slightly more difficult uh, whenever we try to explore that uh, part of script writing mm. then uh, the coming back probably you know to your earlier questions we could probably have a little more inconclusive endings because mm. people really don't we don't know how people would react correct, correct. Uh, mm. you know but if it is plot driven mm. then i know that okay this is happening and this is the end of the film so mm. so in that case uh, when it's a character driven plot uh, is there a real need for having a an antagonist or protagonist the antagonist and the protagonist are see the whole idea of uh, a script or a play or a, a film or whatever we are presenting mm. is to uh, evoke or create a certain uh, certain emotions in the mind of the audience mm. okay now that happens when there is a certain amount of conflict that uh, 
that is there mm-hmm. now that conflict may be uh, between people between uh, nature or you know and humans or you know whatever mm-hmm. so so whenever there is this conflict and then whenever there is a resolution of that conflict you know we we go as an audience mm. we would we would go through that entire journey would traverse that path mm. and then we would uh, feel a certain emotion uh, that that uh, that uh, the the maker of that film or the the play or you know the artist mm. really wants to convey Correct. so uh, so for that mm. uh, this is a medium or this is an element you know creating a antagonist or a, a, a protagonist or whatever okay. so in that sense there are elements of of art yeah agreed but since uh, like if you have seen godar or rishikesh mukherjee or any of that category of filmmakers uh, they tend to make a more realistic cinema where uh, there need not be a antagonist or protagonist so what's your take on making like more realistic cinema or something which is uh which takes the audience into a fantasy world well uh, <laughs> slightly I, i i don't know how i would uh, want to look at this question see every film uh, has a slice of life to it mm. so uh, at at certain level Mm. so even if it is a even if it's a fantasy mm. uh, which is not real which is you know really uh, which is absurd mm. uh, would still have some elements uh, based uh, in in truth mm-hmm. so so um, so to say that godard or somebody uh, or satyajit ray uh, was a person who made realistic films or uh, you know who who had that uh, and somebody someone else uh, who would make a total fantasy mm. uh, are they different kind of filmmakers or you know one is bent towards realism while other is bent towards something else i really wouldn't uh, look at the uh, art of filmmaking in that uh, spectrum mm. so i would i would just say that they make films which uh, they feel they are uh, comfortable with they want to evoke a certain emotion uh, mm-hmm. with the audience and uh, they want to use that medium in that way so it's mm. it's like it's like an it's like a brush with a painter now if you say oh you know uh, uh, this painter has drawn a realistic portrait of uh, kedar mm-hmm. uh, and while the other uh, painter has uh, drawn a cartoon of kedar so now who which is better yeah. well, it's a, i mean it's it's a take yeah. hmm uh, quite interesting perspective there but that puts me in the next question which is uh how do you define or how do you i mean i know it's very subjective but how do you define that this movie is good or this movie is bad i mean are there any parameters to gauge or it's just purely opinion driven see i think it's taking on too much of a responsibility i mean it is almost on the verge of arrogance the way i look at a film uh, or a, or any art or, or a piece of theater or whatever mm. the way i look at it is uh, and i and th- like like you said it's pretty subjective mm. i look out for the uh, the honesty uh, in that piece of art mm-hmm. if if uh, if one is honest mm. uh, in making that film mm. and uh, the best part about filmmaking is that the camera never lies mm. uh, you know it will always capture that uh, piece of emotion so if i if i see that mm. uh, that honesty uh, it could be a fantasy 
or it could be a tragedy it could be a comedy as long as the the script writer the maker the actors all the elements that are there in the film are doing their best and being honest to that particular piece of art mm. i think that is good art then the then the second part comes ke wo commercially kya chal raha hai because there's a, a, a commercial angle to it this film is a great film mm-hmm. now whether that is true or not again is a, a matter of debate but it could be well marketed as well i mean there are a lot more parameters there right it last 10 15 years at least last 10 years mm. what has happened is that and i am talking specific specifically about the film film market and the mm. film industry there is a huge amount of consumption in entertainment mm. now, with mobile phones coming in with 4g coming in people are now going to consume Uh, a lot of um, a lot more entertainment than what they used to earlier do mm. so uh, for a filmmaker the number of people i can push my uh, film to mm. and get them to see that film mm. uh, is a huge challenge mm. and then all that uh, uh, depends on is the uh, you know the dollar value or the rupee value that is spent on marketing mm. so if i if i am a, if i have a stronger uh, money muscle to push my product mm. or my film then my chances of getting it watched by a few hundred thousand people are more mm. and then they liked or you know they liking or not liking the film then mm. would be the next thing mm. so yes of course the commerce part is there but that is not the parameter to say that the film is good or not kidar mm-hmm. uh, considering the time constraint i would like to conclude uh, this discussion with one last question that uh, what made you get into filmmaking why did you quit your earlier job i worked in the silicon valley for few years mm-hmm. and uh, i i was there in the us when the 911 happened i i've i've seen the bad times in the us i and somehow um, when i went through all those times mm-hmm. uh, the only thing that uh, kept my head above the water mm-hmm. uh, um, were um, you know writing Mm. Uh, writing scripts uh, or you know doing something and at, at that time i was also learning filmmaking mm. so those uh, those thoughts somehow kept my head above the water mm-hmm. uh, during those uh, turbulent times mm. and uh, somehow i felt that uh, if this was something that was you know keeping me alive mm. then probably this could be my soul's calling it it was not that one day i just woke up and said okay now i want to do film i think it's a process mm-hmm. uh, it's it's uh, it slowly unfolds itself mm-hmm. but i came to a point where i told myself that i wanted to make films mm-hmm. i wanted to make films uh, that uh, were the roots were uh, the indian roots because india is a mine mm-hmm. you know mine field of all of all, of really really great stories mm. and somehow uh, as filmmakers we have not been really able to uh, you know bring it up to the international uh, okay. standards or the you know we're not able to grab those eyeballs or you're not able to present uh, our stories mm. uh, that ramayan is any better or any uh, you know this thing it's been there for 5000 years mm. but then is there a film on ramayan or mahabharat or or one of these classics which is being consumed like uh, yeah lord of the rings and game of thrones and you know and there is sequels of going on pirates of caribbean oh, what are pirates of caribbean i mean we are not even i mean we are talking a different a different class altogether when mm. we really talk about all these classics yeah. but we are not even there mm. we are still caught up in costumes mm. we are we are still caught up in some uh, some ideas of uh, you know uh, archaic uh, 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 ideas 
yeah i mean whatever but but then if we can present that mm-hmm. and if we can present it in a in a uh, in a scenario where in 2017 2018 2019 teenagers can go out and watch those kind of films mm-hmm. Uh, and and really feel good about it mm. i think i have made an impact if i were to do that mm. and then there's a whole uh, angle of folk mm. which we have not explored mm. i mean there's just we've like 28 30 states each state has a different language uh, there's a different folk um, uh, you know music and song and dance and stories and there's different interpretations of classics I mean, so so every uh, every state would have its own Ramayana, and every state would have its own uh, you know stories of Mahabharat, and then somebody would be praying to uh, you know Lord Shiva, and then somebody would be praying to Lord Ravana. Mm. I mean, you go down there's some some temple. I am told is Ravana, yeah. and they say he's a benevolent king, mm. which which goes against our understanding of Ramayana. But mm. then there is, and then we are living happily. We coexist. Mm. We, we we live together we understand we assimilate ideas mm. and we live our lives mm. so in that sense i think there's a lot we can offer to this uh, you know world cinema is only 100 years old mm. so it's a new medium so mm. if we can explore that medium and then of course all these new mediums like you know virtual reality and all these are coming but but i think the content is far more important Correct. you can use any medium but if we if we have the stories right if mm. we if we can tell our stories mm. uh, i think that is far uh, more entertaining and i feel that as a filmmaker i want to make those kind of films hmm. yeah uh, i totally agree india being a mine for cinema uh, on the closing note uh, would you like to tell anything to our listeners Oh, I, I mean, I, I thank you for uh, having me on and and I hope you have a great uh, year to come by. Mm. Yeah, so uh, I would love to be back on this, your uh, podcast with a different topic maybe sometimes. Sure, sure. Uh, and that's it from today's Gyan session with Kedar Jape. Uh, thank you, Kedar, for giving us your time. Really appreciate it. Stay tuned for more Audio Gyan next week. Till then, bye. <laughs>
Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about Web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IBM Podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from.